The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hi, and welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with the amazing Sondra Bernstein. Uh, Kathleen Hill was supposed to join us today, but she's a little under the weather, so um, um, she actually sent in some questions for us. I said she was out on assignment. On assignment. On well, assignment. no, you know what? Everyone has been under the weather here for about a month. <laughs> They've all been under and assignment. And so she was, I think, going to come on the show. And, and she was. I think it's better if those of us that are now healing have a little opportunity to be around some well, not people. sick people for a little while. <laughs> so anyway, long intro to the show. Yes. How are you doing, Sandra? Hey, should we start over? <laughs> no. <laughs> this, is how it, this is how it rolls. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's good yeah. to see you. It's been a good week. Yep. Um, we had some great guests last week, and that was fun. And then a very long, leisurely lunch, oh, right. which uh, yeah. was nice. Yeah. Um, but this week, I'm excited. Um, we have Karen Taylor on the show. I know. This is one of my neighbors at the hotel. Yeah. This one of your neighbors yep. in the hood. Yep. And this is also someone that I met 20, I could say 22 us for 26 or 25 years ago mm-hmm. and that's my Vianza time and right. you were at Vianza yep but you guys worked at Vianza together yes we did we work together or were you, I was in the kitchen you were in the kitchen <laughs> yeah. in down below down below, down below. Yeah. where we had to take the yeah porcini mobile up to the top oh my god I totally forgot we called it the porcini <laughs> mobile <laughs> well any, yeah. and any the listeners out there that don't know what Vianza is it's a, a winery that was started by Vicky and Sam Sebastiani therefore the name Vianza um, and that's where Sandra uh, besides TGI Fridays got you know most of her formal training uh, right. For becoming My, the incredible entrepreneur right. that she has become. Yeah, it, from that <laughs> Italian winery, I now, yes. Right. Well, and it's where but you met John, too, right? It's where I met John, yeah. and it's where so many things happen. I mean, I'm so grateful for those four years, like learning everything I did. Some things related, and some things took me over to France <laughs> from Italy. Yeah. But, um, I I can barely remember some of those times. How long were you there? Maybe not that long. Maybe less than two years. Less than two years. Yeah. So do you remember what years? No. No? I <laughs> well, I started yeah. in 93, and I left in 97. And okay. so I don't think you were there that long no. when I was there. I yeah. think you were leaving or... Um, Margaret was the chef for a while. Linda Welch was Linda the Welch. chef. I worked with Linda. You Welch, worked with yeah. Linda. Linda mm-hmm. left. Margaret came on, and I now didn't work with Margaret. You yeah. didn't work. No. Okay, so yeah. she was there a lot of my time. I think I was with Linda maybe for a year, um, but anyway, it um, got, those were fun times way way back when in the very beginning. Yes, it was interesting. When Julia Child came. Do oh, I wasn't there. Yeah, Julia oh, my Child goodness. came. And Sam Sebastiani opened the doors and said, Julia, like that. And we made a big lunch for her. And she signed our books. And I oh only had like goodness. old books. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was not there then. Yeah. That's incredible. It was pretty incredible. Yeah. And it was right at the beginning. And Yeah. yeah they it w- w- so you were there pretty early on. Because I was there not in the very beginning, but it was still slow enough to feel like the beginning. Yes, 
yeah, where yeah. it wasn't so much, there didn't have any of the extended buildings right. and whatnot. Exactly. But yeah, that was the highlight, definitely, of it was, was making her lunch. Yeah. Oh I don't goodness. remember what we yeah. made, but... Um, <laughs> Probably torta rustica. <laughs> torta rustica and focaccia and... And chocolate cookies. Do you still know the chocolate cookie oh, recipe? No. No, no, that's a shame. Yeah, I but it may be in the cookbook. The great big ones. Yes, yeah. they were good. Um, but something else, like I thought about, was when I moved from. I mean, I ended up going from Philly to LA to here. When I was moving again, in the time that I was here, I was going through. You know how, like, when you're moving, you kind of start looking through old stuff and. Like, oh, my God, I remember this and that. Mm -hmm. Well, I had a folder that had, like, I don't know if it was, like, a bucket list folder or these are people that inspire me. And I had a really old copy of The Wine Spectator with Vicky on the front cover. And I had saved it. It was, like, old. And I was, like, this is so weird because I had come and gone from Beyonce. And the fact that I had this in a folder, it was so bizarre. Like, not subconsciously, I ended up there. It was really wow. weird. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. Well, in a weird, uh, connected story, when I left my house when I was a teenager, well, you know, went and lived in a, with other friends and, and left, the only cookbook I took was a little Mexican book called Los Tersoros, and it was written by Al Gordon. And Al I Gordon? who started the El Paseo. Oh. And I ended up working or starting cooking Mexican food at La Casa. And oh. it was the only book I took. Oh my and God. later I figured out that he had written it and it had recipes like half a grapefruit with creme de menthe. And it, he had a place in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it was like, you know, beef consomme. They had menus and they had really cool kind of 50s little graphics. Uh -huh. Really, really a great artist. I don't know if I know uh, his name, but anyway, that was the only book I took. That's wild. Isn't it? Isn't it that is. strange? Yeah. There are things, there are really strange yeah. things like how <clears throat> the universe works, which, uh, <laughs> and, you know, and your universe, like going from, Italian and well that you, before that were you cooking I, I ended up at Piotti because I had to leave I've started the wholesale business I had to leave and you know there was this great restaurant that opened with a wood-burning did you you went from Beyonce to Piotti I went from La Casa to Piotti La Casa I had I had two jobs at one oh time my goodness. Mm -hmm. and I think at least they, they kind of overlapped and, and my business and then I slowly quit the other two um, but yeah, I didn't, I really, I mean, I was excited about working somewhere where you could smell the wood smoke and stuff, right. but, um, but I, I was, you know, I worked in Mexican restaurants for Mexican families in Southern California quite a bit. Wow. I mean, it was very common, like the Tijuana Inn and oh. Gardena. I grew up in Manhattan Beach, so, uh -huh. you know, that was... Mexican restaurants were everywhere. Right. So I worked for them. And so every, all that was so familiar. Was in your blood yeah, already. Yeah, Mexican yeah. more than Italian. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah. And then um, <coughs> one of, since we're talking about this, um, one of Kathleen's uh, question was, <coughs> well, she kind of asked, what got you so interested in Mexican food? Which I guess just. Yeah, well, I went, I ended up, my husband and I moved from Hawaii, and 
I said, guess what? You can get paid $3.35 for making tamales. <laughs> I was like, so <laughs> you were going to get a job? Yeah, I got a job at, at uh -huh. La Casa, and I thought, oh, I can learn how to do all this stuff, and it was fascinating Is to me. Is that how much you got paid then? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, That's what the minimum I was a wage prep was. Cook. I mean, this was, they did that article, so this was like almost 40 years ago. And Incredible. so I started doing all that so prep she work. Even look 40. I know. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? 335? Yeah, like, what yeah. country is she working in? <laughs> yeah, she, she's aging really, really well. But the, the, it was a little man, Alfredo or Alfonso, that taught me how to make tamales. And I think I told you he, yes. they put cream of wheat in the tamales. What? Uh, well, they put maza, too, some sort of dried maseca but also cream of wheat and cream corn in the tamales. Wow. And so he, it, so, you know, that's where I knew how to make tamales. And um, so that's, but and that's Harry not your Graham recipe now. Owned well, it when I first, that's who owned it when I, huh. no, that's not our <laughs> recipe. I know the cream of wheat, was that used like as a bind, binding agent? Of, well, they didn't really need a binding agent. Right. I don't, they did odd things filler? there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little filler. <laughs> they did strange things there, but, he taught me how to cut the uniform cheese off a block, the stick oh. of cheese in a very organized way. And he taught me how to run away from Harry, <laughs> where you could, you could go from the prep room around to the back of the kitchen through the restaurant. And if he saw Harry coming, he, we would run back <laughs> oh to the thing. And, and then he'd be like, you know, so he, he was kind of a <laughs> good person to learn from and very uh, organized. And, and then the chef, was killed in a car accident. Oh my goodness. And Francine Richardson had bought the restaurant and she said, why don't you become the kitchen manager? And I said, okay. <laughs> and then I got my first Diana Kennedy book out of the library. And, and how I did still you know to get it. her book? How did you know that that was the book to get? I actually don't know yeah. why, but yeah. I got it out of the library and I still have it. So everybody says, oh, Karen, you're never going to take that back because you yeah. owe too much. Oh, you, have, yeah, you still yeah. have it from the library. From the I love it. Library. Yeah. yeah, because I thought, I need that book. Yeah. Um, so I just started doing one. That was when your criminal life started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we would have the Honorable Acaldi lunches. Uh -huh. Do you remember those yeah. at La Casa? And yeah. I remember that was, I thought, I'm going to make Swiss chard enchiladas for them. And that must have been... Look, I mean, it's the kind of funny. That's food, yeah. That's like on the menu now, but it was funny that, um, and everybody thought, oh my goodness, that's so, so unusual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so that's uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened there with uh, yeah. Francine as I the owner. We had a lot I of fun. I don't know her. Oh my God. I don't think I know her. Oh, you're in for a treat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's an old time uh -huh. uh, Sonoma resident and grew up in. Suburb Vista oh, at the Spreckles Estate. See, I wish I knew, like, you know, I mean, my history in Sonoma really starts in, like, 93, 92, 93. Yeah. And, like, I think, oh, my God, so much has changed in the last 25 years. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't imagine, like, you oh. thinking, like, what happened 40 years, 35 years, 30 years ago. Yeah, she's and got all some the changes. Well, and I bet, yeah, she'll go even further. She remembers when Uncle Patty's was Mendel's, I believe Mendel's, Mendel's, I think. And she said the parents would all go to the bar and the kids would just play outside. 
Wow. And I think it was, I think that was the name. I mean, I guess before that it was a grocery store Mendel's called Mendel's. It Nathan's sounds like a uh, Jewish deli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mendel's, it get your bagels and wax. It was something yeah, like that. It uh-huh. was Edelweiss, well, sugar and spice. Because back then, and <clears throat> talk about your job, I mean, the Fairmont was very different than Sonoma Mission Inn. Um, but that's where all the hot springs were, yes. and that was a very different space. I've seen some very old photos. Mm-hmm. I mean, the water tower goes way, way back. Yeah. And I would guess that before Uncle Patty's and Mendel's, like, those were the places where people came up from the weekend. Yeah. Those were weekend houses or cabins or cottages, and they would all go to the springs. Alice Waters told me that that place was that it was for sale at one time and i believe she said some outrageous number i don't know like if it we was all should have bought some it some beyond belief like <laughs> like a hundred thousand dollars it was even less than that oh i think God. and she said we want she wanted to put like food courts in around with all these different and wouldn't that yeah, have been good? Have been yeah, really I know. Well, it would be like almost like the hawker places in Singapore, you know, like where you have your food court, mm-hmm. but like really. Well, I love her that Alice that. Waters I'm way. Yeah, ask her again uh, how much it was, but I feel yeah, like that's. I don't even want to say because I I don't remember. Well, there might be another zero in there. Yeah, but, but it was but beyond all those belief, numbers too. though seemed ridiculous. Like. You know, when you think, like, God, why didn't I buy that? Why didn't I buy yeah. that? Why didn't I buy that? Because you never knew if your money was going to really last. And at the time anything yeah. was, it was so outrageously expensive that you never knew it was going to look like, not pocket change, yeah. but like, like, how could we have not done that? How could you not get a bank loan and, you mm-hmm. know, or borrow from everyone you know? <laughs> I mean, and so now in present day, when you look at things and you go, why didn't I buy that? Because <laughs> it's $3 million. Yeah, <laughs> and, you exactly. know, in 10 years from now, I don't know what we'll say. I'm, not, I'm really not sure. I know, but we've seen the housing market crash yes. and we've seen the stock market crash. So it's, you really have to sell yourself on, <laughs> you know, let's go for this and not be concerned about right. living on the street for a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hindsight, hindsight is it's very clear. Just, yeah, it is. But yeah, I think that would have been a nice pickup, the uh, Fairmont yeah. Sonoma Mission Inn, with, especially that with the springs really cool, there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's the real draw of that place is the mm-hmm. spa. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. I need to go back there. I haven't been in a bit. But anyway, yeah. we digress. But um, so you had your tamale business before right. you had El Molino. Mm-hmm. For how, a long yeah, time. how did that um, occur? Uh, well, I started doing the wholesale, like salsa and tamales for La Casa, and then I left and started my own. Oh, and that ended makes up sense. buying their wholesale kitchen, and then Francie sold the restaurant and the wholesale business. And so I was just kind of, and they didn't, they weren't interested in continuing the tamales, and. Um, so I just thought, great. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll come out, you know, 13 flavors and uh, the wow. whole shelf space will be mine and ended up getting in um, Whole Foods, which was a big one. And we even were in, we even had a Safeway deliveries for a little while at the beginning. We're in Safeway again now, but. Um, what year is this? Oh, God. I mean, 
hard to remember. I don't remember the year, at least almost pushing 30 years, 25, 30 years ago. Wow. That's uh, it. We it all made tamales and... Um, and were they sold frozen or... <clears throat> fresh. Fresh. Yeah. So they're very perishable. You have to take... Have you ever bought the them? returns and... Well, I mean, I bought tamales before, but you, no. you know have how... Have you ever bought Primavera? I mean, I, I think I was buying them way before I even knew you were making them. Mm. Had no idea. Because well, they're in the they're in the fresh grab and go. Gra- yeah, usually now we now grab it's now changed. It's, yeah, it's changed. The markets have changed. Yes, like how where they put things. I'll have to look because we have a thing of tamales in the bottom of my refrigerator right now. My wife loves them. She's gluten free, so she they're loves. Yeah. yeah, she loves the I tamales. I bet they could um, be those. They're in a um, cellophane wrap yeah. with a cute paper logo that's slipped in, right. and there's four to a pack. I'm gonna get those printed one day. How do you do them? You're stamping all the, all them? The, huh? <laughs> are you stamping them or you have no, a printmaking well, shop in between? No, we get the printed between? bags. It would help everybody a lot. Oh, but, you know, I, I'm yeah, kind of worried about changing the, yeah. um, but we would save a bag. So, right. yeah. yeah, it's yeah. better. Well, then anyone that lives in this area, or and especially if you work in restaurants, there's always someone at the restaurant that makes tamales. Even at the Girl in the Fig, right. you know, we you, would have, yeah. the day before, someone would say, hey, we're doing a tamale batch and so everyone would kick in money how many do you want it was like two dollars each or three dollars yeah. each and then and then the next day they'd show up with 50 60 yeah. tamales that they made the night before now see i'm hearing about this because like that kind of activity wasn't really supposed to be happening <laughs> like right soliciting. i don't know who it was they showed up at the door uh-huh yeah <laughs> getting but somebody that in happens trouble. in every restaurant <laughs> especially when i thought they were the, just gifts to everybody i didn't know people were buying them no this is how they're supporting their no i think it's great themselves what i always thought was weird though do you do this too a lot of the chicken tamales that i've had will have bones and i don't think it's not like a oh Mm -hmm. we deboned it and there was like one that we somehow missed it was like full-on bones yeah Mm -hmm. okay but yours that's like a traditional thing but we take you know, it could, but I mean, it's not intentional, right. unintentional. But right. no, totally, and they'll eat even the bones and stuff. I mean, there's huh. so many kinds of tamales, like with blackberries. Yeah. There's ones, I forgot the name, but you see them like in Pazquaro or something with little fish all attached to them. Oh, my goodness. Ooh. Yeah, huh. it's really, I mean, blind tamales with nothing in them. Blind tamales. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like just the masa. There's no cheese, no nothing. Yeah, and maybe like a corunda would be a type that doesn't have anything in it, and they're wrapped in the milpa. You know, the the leaves that are go straight out from the tamale from the, from the corn stalk. Uh-huh. Right. And they're wrapped. Right. In, they come out like little like a sc- triangles. A triangle. and oh yeah. Um, then they'll put sauce and cheese and then have maybe little riblets or something with it hmm. on oh. the side. Uh-huh. So it's like cornmeal or something, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. But weren't you weren't you selling tamales at the ferry building in San Francisco as well? Yes. So before the right? ferry building even, um, on Green Street. First uh-huh. Berkeley was really where we started and that's when I got the corn grinder like almost 30 years ago and started grinding corn because we had to have organic tortillas at the Berkeley Farmer's Market. It's one of the strictest markets anywhere, and it's a fantastic market. It's my favorite market. Still the same organic and like Uh, the process of getting in. Yeah, the flowers are organic Uh and stuff. Um, 
you know, people sell the street sheet at the end, and pe the, a lot of your customers only shop there. That's there's Tuesday and Saturday market, and so that was how the whole corn grinding thing started because that was the only way to get organic maza was to grind. And I organic think it was corn. yeah, we piggyback corn with vital vittles or something, <laughs> and it was probably like popcorn or organic something uh -huh. strange at the beginning. Um, and so that's how it started. And then uh, uh, Rose Pistola left the f market. They got in trouble or oh. something happened. And they said, well, Karen, you know, I was already doing the products at the San Francisco market. And they said, do you want to do hot food? And I was like, do I want to do hot food? You know, I mean, like, <laughs> we'll figure it out, you know, because right. that's a hard market to get into. And it's very busy and you, people do really well there. So. We've been doing it ever since, and that's sort of what gave me the courage to do El Molino because we had spent 10 years, so to speak, honing our craft and seeing what worked and what didn't work. And So um, at the Ferry Building or <coughs> in the Berkeley Market? At the Ferry, at at the the ferry, ferry Building. building. But, but, yeah, the hot food, I think, actually even started at Green Street and then moved over to the Ferry Building. Um, so... We've yeah. been doing it there for a long time and yeah. had a lot of rain this year. So yeah, it's that's just hard. Yeah. I I admire you so much for well, like... I don't go anymore. Well, so I know, but I remember when you were there, uh, I would remember, yeah. you know, going, oh my God. I mean, you guys would have to get up at what, four in the morning yes. and... And then unload the truck unload and when it's and 105 the and, and the, you know, I yeah. mean, it's a long day. And my son does it now, and um, you know I do the menus and uh -huh. work with the girls and at to Primavera. Get the food ready. Yeah, but we've yeah. been doing this so long, right. really, that they already oh, no. know what yeah. to do. It's yeah. you know, oh, we're doing that again. Oh, okay, you know, well yeah. maybe let's do it a little this way yeah. this time. And yeah, so. and the lines, like you, I mean, the line, like for breakfast yeah. on on Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. The lines. What are you doing? <laughs> um, the line—that's <laughs> Remy checking out the warehouse, hopefully for yeah. no unreasonable reasons. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the line would be just unbelievable, and which is so cool because there are so many choices, and it just—it's yeah. just awesome. I haven't been back there in a while on a Saturday. It's almost too much. It, it, it's I mean, pretty crowded You know, now. I mean, the inside, there's great stuff on the inside, great yeah. stuff on the outside, and cowgirl creamery, and, you know, it's yeah. like... Oysters. Roulette's larder, yeah. and... But everybody seems to be doing really well. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. people come and go on the inside of the ferry building, for sure. You know, they give it a whirl. Um, you know, I remember, you know, we talked to Steve Sando and he just was like, yeah, this wasn't the place. Yeah. Um, I think he was really happy to be there for a while, but, um, you know, it's expensive to be down there and then also to be commuting on a daily yeah. basis. And I think you need to sell like a hot, immediate hot food or something. I mean, it's really, like, yeah. yeah. Like if you're selling little other right. things, Chachkas it's e easy to be passed by. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and so, yeah, that could just go on forever, huh? As long as someone can <laughs> as long handle as someone it. someone else yeah. can fill up the propane <laughs> exactly. tanks. You know, oh. I, I always thought, you know, how old do you have to be to not right. fill up propane tanks? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a big crew that goes down. I mean, how many people now? Like nine sometimes wow. in the summer. We sell the products. 
and it's kind of good. I'm happy because we're able to bring, you know, all the different meat tamales and maza, organic maza mm -hmm. and tortillas. And we're getting that corn from Oaxaca now. And we have the pak and stuff, which we don't have in the stores, uh -huh. but people can get that there. So the product booth does pretty well. And, and then the hot food. It's, you know, chilaquiles. People yeah. want yeah. chilaquiles when they have a yeah. hangover exactly. on yes. Saturday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, it's so <laughs> incredible. But so, you know, you got your confidence, you know, dealing with, you know, mm -hmm. guest facing service. And you said, okay, I'm going to find a spot. Well, it seemed to fit in that neighborhood, that Place were, you living, that was, were you living in that neighborhood at that time? I lived in Kenwood. Yeah. And that became available. I got the property next door. What was in there before? It was originally a, a laundromat. Oh, You know, that slanted yes. roof. It has kind of a 7-Eleven roof. Okay. And then it became Barking Dog. Wow. Barking Dog was there. Wow. Yeah. That's so wild. And then did they so move because they, they built the new place over on yeah. the corner? And mm -hmm. so they moved out. And it was just sort of like, God, this is like a, a perfect yeah. little. And, you know, I convinced them that we were only going to be doing tortillas and hot tamales out of, <laughs> out of that place. And you convinced um, the county I'm sure or the landlord. Yeah. Yes. Everybody. That's all and I'm sure the, the neighbors wish that was still the case. Um, but, yeah. And so we straightened the roof out to make it look more and put, you know, like tile on the top and stuff yeah. and um, tried to change the look of it and put in the kitchen and then got that parking lot. I actually only own the dining room, the covered <laughs> patio and the parking lot and talk about regret. I, I could have gotten those apartments. It goes uh, with apartments. Uh. And I got scared because I had just gotten Uncle Patty's and I thought I don't want to manage apartments I don't know and if they call me in the middle of the night I won't know what to right. do <laughs> and that was that's like a big regret you know but well, who has mentored you to get like all these things done like you well it's happened very slowly yeah figured out how yeah. to do it I love by that. hook or crook or yeah. you know what I mean and, yeah. and I really you know people think oh it's so great you you know you're in all these stores in Northern California, all over, you know, all the Whole Foods. I'm like, if somebody else had this business, they'd have been all over the country by now. So I, <laughs> I don't really know if, you know what I mean? If I, I should be complimented. But it's hard when it's be. a perishable yes, product and yeah. to go into another cold, frozen, that's route? a whole other yeah. big deal yeah. thing, or you have to be automated. And we had Paula LaDuke call us the other day and they wanted 6,000 tamales. And I told them they would kill me right i mean staff. we don't just throw in another six thousand handmade tamales right. on a on top ship. of <laughs> what you're you doing. know i mean i they would stab me how many are you running three shifts right now two two shifts yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. how yeah. many tamales can your staff make in a day maybe like six thousand you Do know you think but they could my God. yeah but they don't yeah I know it was 5,000 quite a while ago, but... Wow. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, but you it's just... Incredible. But those are for the stores that we already have. You can't... Right. Like, right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just... Wow. And we make tortillas and salsa, but... And the um, chips. You, yeah. Your chips 
are the best. I mean, they, people sometimes say, well, why do you charge $3.50 or whatever it is for oh my God, the, the, the chips? And I said, well, we soak the corn, we grind the corn. Sounds like the little red hen, you know. We right. hand make the tortillas and then fry them. Yeah. I mean, it takes forever. Yeah. yeah. They, are the best. they are the best There's chips ever. no... No better, uh, There's no better delivery chip. system for that guacamole yeah. and salsa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and that was one of Kathleen's yeah. questions: is um, how how do you have your guacamole so consistent? It literally, is it? it. I think it. I yeah. every time it's I've had it, it's good. Me and, too. And I know that I've had challenges in Other restaurants, places. He especially like just recently, tomatoes. actually getting um, getting good avocados. And it's, yeah. even at home, I, I, we've talked about this yeah. before. I, I know I will buy three avocados, hoping to get one good one when I come home and Where cut do into you it. Buy them? Uh, Oliver's Market, and if oh, well, that's a there you go, Oliver's. I hope you heard that. Well, yeah. and the, what's funny is that I end up buying conventional because the organic ones are—they have a higher ratio of, you know, the ability to be like brown, brown. or bruised, oh, and yeah. um, so you. Where do you get yours? From the well, we get them down from, from the wholesale. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, and and it used to be terrible certain times of the year. I mean, I I would just take avocados off the take menu, off. and yeah. it's just well. not worth it. No, I give agree. them something else. There's right. all kinds of right. things, you Tons know, queso fundido or something. And you, got, you avocados but, before <clears throat> they avocado toast came, and <laughs> you know, raised the price of avocados. Yeah. You know, made it this precious food. Uh, uh, pico. <laughs> Right. At Pico, yeah. I, I, yeah. that's so good. Yeah, I was thinking we should have that on the <laughs> pizza place. So yeah. we already know how to deal with exactly. avocados. We used to make the guacamole at La Casa in a buffalo food chopper. Do you know? Oh yes, yeah. Yes. And it was actually a really good thing. Wow. So you would have you would skin them, have yeah. them, and pop put out them in the, the pit. and then just shoot. In, you know, and I tell people like, don't let it spin too many times. And but we have a way of doing it, and it's basically. Don't tell your secrets. I'll comp no, <laughs> no it's, I'm kidding. it's like a I'll compo, you know, Diana Kennedy style, which we've sort of adapted for speed, but that way we can just put the mix and then we mix the avocados and we use a whisk. But we yeah, just we so cut them with the whisk. We don't yeah. whip right. them with the whisk. Right. And right. um and then they can make it all day long that way because they, they prep the avocados ahead of time, mm -hmm. the halves, and they're in a big thing and then when they're really in a hurry then they just put the the green part the other part and the mm -hmm. you know but that she doesn't put any lime it's supposedly no lime in wait how do guacamole. you stop them from turning brown then i don't think that really doesn't stop it i really? don't know that's well, something they tell isn't that something we've learned yeah, since we well, were kids you, you have right. it but it's some avocados when they they're the type that are going to turn brown they just that, that's there's nothing you can do about it right if, that's my feeling. You have a gentleman. <clears throat> I wish I knew his name. Umberto. Is it Umberto? Says He's Mia More. Yeah. I call yeah. him Mia More <laughs> when I'm there. Yeah. When yeah, Cindy exactly. and I go, he's Mia More. Now, Mia More, we need to take this to go. He brings us a <laughs> container, puts the guacamole in, brings us, like, puts a layer of salsa on top. And he's like, this is how your guacamole won't oh. go bad. Yeah, well, that's the true. Ass, if yeah. you yeah, take, cover, the air take the air off. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. a protective but coating. He is and that's how we so sell it. adorable. <laughs> I know. Oh we can't, my God. He runs the whole show outside. 
Yeah. Oh, you can tell. Yeah. You uh, can he's, tell. He's just amazing. He's and everybody loves him. And nobody Umberto. can remember his yeah. name. No, I'm going to remember really that. I had a chef, Umberto, who worked for me Italian. in Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. Umberto, yeah. he's so adorable. I, um... I have worked my way around. So Il Molino, which is in Boys Hot Springs for those people that Let's talk about that neighborhood because I think it's interesting and I I get a lot of feedback from guests that are staying at the Fairmont. And you send a lot of people over there. Of course. Um, It's a Latino community. Yes. And has been for a long time. Oh, yeah. And so you moved... This white woman white girl, blonde comes in and moves right into the middle of Latino community and starts making kick-ass Mexican But food. we had been there for a long... We have a commercial... Here's my down the wholesale street. is right down the street. Mm-hmm. And we employed a lot of women whose husbands worked in the vineyards and Garden. they were looking for jobs that, you know, where you didn't have to speak English or drive. And my kitchen manager, who's just turned 70, <gasps> we're all, oh, like, I was family. saying on Rachel Bell's podcast the the girls i call everybody the girls i'm like really not girls anymore i guess if you're seven well no that's why i named Um, the restaurant the girl and the fig so it doesn't matter how old you get you're still a girl exactly yeah so we're a bunch of old girls down there and i thought jesus what are we going to do when we get too old to you know because the core group well we're getting more and more people but everybody stays so we that was already down there when I opened El Molino, I drew from that crew of people. And, I mean, I didn't even realize how much it fit into that neighborhood. Um, but I thought, why don't we do what we're doing at the ferry building? That belongs here. You need a, in villages in Mexico, there was always a molinero. So people would bring their, cook their corn themselves and bring it to where the, the grinder was. The mill. Yeah, the mill. The mill yeah. And say, oh, I want it quebrada or you know fine for tortillas or something so that's how uh that's kind of the feeling i wanted and i would have been very disappointed if people didn't come to get maza and and people were excited about it because really you couldn't get find it it, especially i don't know if they cared how much about it being organic but other people did so it was a good convergence of something for all uh ranges of people yeah. But we can go to the liquor store and get uh, chilies. I mean, you you don't even have to right. be a Mexican market. Right. I can get it right. at Andy's Liquor, right. or Chili Morita, or yeah. Guajillos, or something. Yeah. That's I mean, one of those things cool. you learn living in San Francisco yeah. if you're living in the Mission District. You you don't really have to go to a like a Safeway or something. If no. you have the little local liquor yeah. store, they That's have they all kinds right. of stuff yeah. that you need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and for hot pot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But El Molino, I mean, it gets thrown in the conversation of taco stands, but it's really different it's, yeah. than a normal taco stand. You're Michelin mm-hmm. rated. You've won numerous James Beard awards. No. no. Nominated. 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 But that's yeah. like winning. Yes. There is, it is a level. If you get on the list, that is especially, like. Especially. Especially. Yes. No, definitely. Because there's a way more people that never get on that list right and not just so once. that's right <laughs> yeah. right i yeah. mean that's huge yeah and i mean it's i was so proud of you to see it again this year i mean who would have thought in a million years but i guess you know if there's anything to be said sort of about it is it didn't 
come overnight. No, I mean, this has been worked, going on yeah. so long. And it took me that, it took me like almost 40 years to get this little mom and pop kind of hole in the wall. But I think place. that's what makes it so special. <clears throat> you know, there's. I don't, like, some places I get mad when somebody's out of something. Like, I certainly get upset with our chefs if we run out of, you know, something on the menu at 7 o'clock at night when it's like, okay, why didn't you plan for that? Mm -hmm. I never get upset when I go to <laughs> El Molino and something is sold out. I really appreciate the fact that everything is made really fresh. Everything, you know, if it's not meant to be that day, it's just not going to be there. And I, I've kind of worked my way around the menu I haven't gotten any, everywhere and mm -hmm. I must say my last meal before I'm on my food program right now my new way of eating for a while was enchiladas at your place and a <laughs> bowl of chips and guacamole <laughs> yeah. and I didn't eat both I didn't eat the whole plate because I was like feeling like okay tomorrow's the day you're starting a, you're, yeah. you're starting another plan um, but that was like my last decadent, oh. my last cheese, <laughs> and my last, oh, God, it was so good. It, the Suiza? It just, yes. I can't it just, take that off oh the menu. Oh, my God, no. And that's hard, too. Like, the fish tacos, you can never take that no, off the I menu. Know. Yeah. You know? Um, I love when you have the, um, the Nyman Ranch tacos. Um, they're a little spicy, and the is it crispy beef? beef yeah. Ones or, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's got the pickled veg, and yeah. oh my god, it just yeah. Something, yeah, I think those are my favorite yeah. taste profiles, like chorizo and potato yes. enchiladas with pickled mm. escabeche and maybe a fried egg on top or yes. something oh. like that. Kind of thing would be my last Amazing. meal too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, I love also. I mean, I'm a I also am a fan of Hacienda, of their mm -hmm. super, super grande burritos <laughs> that you could eat over three days, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm proud of that family. You know, mm -hmm. they've really worked hard and have, you know, and I love, the food is night and day, night, really, yeah. really different. And I think But it's what you people expect, it's, kind exactly. of. So it's I think familiar it, to it people is in familiar. California, I think. That exactly. But I... I you're doing mm -hmm. just such good work. Well, we're trying. Yeah. A How lot. many people are driving on staff? me? I'm driving them crazy. I doubt it. Um, at Emelino, I think like uh, under 20, like 18 or so. Okay. And that's managed. A couple sisters that do all the moles and a lot of, uh, you know, the the people that work in front are come and go a little bit. Mm -hmm. High school kids and mm -hmm. they move on, but the core of it. The women are there, and some some of the men have been there yeah. quite a while. And you're very trusting. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I mean, how you do you know? know? <laughs> well, there's times that I'm there that I don't see you there, and mm -hmm. there's a lot of times people don't see me at the fig. And you know, mm -hmm. I always think about should I be there all the time still? And I'm like, I can't. I can't do no. it. And you know, there's a place where you have to have some trust and, and hope that you have taught your staff well and given them the tools to... I mean, you yeah. know them. Yeah, you and know you know them, them and I you mean, know their heart and soul. And, um, 
yeah, you've got a big family. Yeah, they have a lot of responsibility. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, I remember going in there at times before and, you know, Jose would be running by like, I'm too busy to talk to you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They're too busy to be, they're too busy doing their own thing and they're on, they're self-motivated and that's just fine with me. You know, yeah, they're, it's great. they're taking, they take a lot of responsibility. And I wish some of the girls like Zoraida has been with me forever from Primavera and Alfonsina, her sister, uh, Maribel. I wish some of them would learn more English to become more manager managers right, right. because they know. And um, I have a friend that has a restaurant in Australia uh, with Ben Greeno and the Maryvale group over oh. there. Mm -hmm. And they said their chefs are their managers, mm -hmm. which I don't know how you would mm -hmm. feel about that, but I would feel better at El Molino because it is basically mostly a kitchen. Right. And I want somebody knowing how the food should be. Right. We might miss a step here and there in hospitality, but that's less important to me right. personally. Right. And um, I want someone to oversee well, it's that. It's not so set up in a way it's that... Not, yeah. It's not There's about no service. Ex hospitality so. expectation. But but people are always nice. Oh, that's. I mean, people yeah. are always nice. Once in a while, the girls are a little, you know. Yeah. Um, We've but been they're through young a few girls. girls lately. Yeah. <laughs> the young, you know, yeah. the young ones, where it's like, yeah. You don't okay. need to take a selfie of yourself right. while exactly. waiting on a customer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, but it's pretty fun. Be, and we should explain to people, you order, you walk in and you order at the counter. You've got a big menu up in front of you and you order at the counter. And then you literally walk through the kitchen to get to the back where you sit down. It's really cool. At least cool. we so do. There's I don't no know employee. if you're supposed to. Oh, are we not supposed to? Well... I think you can. <laughs> I didn't know yeah, that. I just always walk through the around. kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah. it's awesome. Um, it's awesome. And and Umberto, I do have to tease him a little bit because he seems to think everyone's name ends in an I. <laughs> and Mari, Cari, Lari, Shadi. I mean, I just think, oh my God, who the heck is this? You know, but somehow people get their food. Oh yeah, and he's got a <laughs> oh, strong yeah. voice. Yeah, and you know, no, but, it's um, oh, believe me, when you're outside yeah. and you've ordered and you're waiting for your food, the anticipation—if they said anything yeah. closely Jeter, resembling my name, yes. I would put my hand yeah. up, yeah. bring it over here. Yeah. For a while, he used to just say, fish taco, sweets. I said, you can't say that because everybody's ordered that. Right. You know, they're just going to say yes. So right. you can't say what the right. food is. You have to say the name. And yeah, anyway, but somehow, you know, people say, why don't you get numbers or something? I'm like, uh, you know, no. I don't want numbers. No. It's, it's exactly. working. We're limping it's, along. It is right. working. <laughs> and, you know, it's we have the same thing in our kitchens our sous, um, our sous chefs, it, there is a language, and, and they speak, their English is fine. I don't think the confidence in their English mm -hmm. is where it, sh you know, it should be to place the, you know, to really talk to purveyors and, you know, some of that. And mm -hmm. I'm in the same boat, like, I wish they would push themselves. Yeah. And, um, and even, you know, we have some staff that, 
are dishwashers and they don't want to be a prep cook and they don't want any more responsibility. Thank They're like, God. I, well, I, I do. Yeah. I appreciate Thank God. I appreciate them. Yeah. And I'm that way with hosts. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. can find a host that doesn't want to be a busser or a server right. or, or a anything else, runner. God, exactly. hang on to them exactly. as long as possible. Yeah. Because yeah. that is the most boring just... job ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, mean, I mean, dishwashers is a good, yeah. solid, yeah. someone that shows up yeah. every day is the hardest thing yep. to hardest find. Hardest thing, yeah. So. Um, and so, you know, I well, think that's we'll okay get too. On up here to come and I just booked her recently, oh. you uh -huh. know, her, and <laughs> to come and um, give more private lessons or something, mm -hmm. because you know a lot of times I speak Spanish to the to the people. Are that you fluent? Not completely, really. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, when I know we all talk about the same things all right. every day. So, um, but they'll. You know, I speak, and then I don't realize that their English has gotten much better over the years because we're always speaking in Spanish. Right. And the other day, like my son was there, who, who everyone thinks it's Mexican, but he's half Hawaiian. Um, she was speaking, one of the girls was speaking English to him, and I was like, I'll be damned. <laughs> like, where did you learn that? Like, hell, you could have told me a while ago, you know? I mean, I'm struggling here. Um, but, so. Uh, yeah. So. We have the pizza place, St. Mm -hmm. Uncle Patty's, that you bought, I don't know how many years ago. Yeah. What, what is going on? What do you, I don't know about this, so tell me. Oh my God. Do you know the uh, <laughs> bar across the street from, well, it used to be a bar. It used to be many things. Yeah, a restaurant bar. Yeah, across from the entrance to the Sonoma Mission Inn, not the post office building, but across the street. Uh -huh. It backs up against kind of the gas station. Okay. And it's um, yellow. It has three kind of buildings together, old it's, wooden. It's it's board, boarded up, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's board, kind, it's yeah. kind of like it's not. It's abandoned. It looks abandoned. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Except for the graffiti. Yeah. And you yeah. bought it with the reason. I thought I would maybe eventually move. Uh, I bought it before uh, we leased El Molino. That pro that. That came up after I bought Uncle wow, Patty's, and that was like, oh, but this is so good. And it's just like to rent it was like, you know, $1,200 yeah. a month or something. And um, and then I thought maybe I might move El Molino over there. And then it came time to, you know, it's almost paid for years and years later. El Molino's getting busier. I thought, I like the level that we're at with picnic tables and casual. You could bring your dog and your bike mm -hmm. and your dirty yes, kids Remy's or something been there plenty um so i just thought i don't i want to move el molino over there and it's either sell it or do something and i've always loved italian food and usually cook italian food more at home and my son with my son also so we said okay well let's go to naples and learn how to make pizza so we we went to uh, la notizia in naples and just to sort of get a feeling for, you know. And is that a restaurant or is it a It's a pizzeria, it's an old, uh, uh -huh. one of the main families, longtime families, like, you know, there'll be Sorbillo and Di Matteo, and this man's name, Enzo Coccia, and Franco Pepe says he's, you know, that's the best pizza in Naples, and it's in Bomero, which is up like a little, you know, not up high a little bit, you have to, you have to take a taxi there if you're staying down by the water or something. And you work 
there every day. They only open at 7.30 at night. And nice. they have, you know, a line out the door. And we would work in the daytime. He takes like three or four people at a time. So myself and my son and this guy named Nico that was from Mumbai <laughs> uh, got the crap beat out of us for wow. a month straight. We went every day and worked from 10 to 2. Wow. And it was hard as hell because yeah. they don't mess around and they're very, very, very particular about everything. And, and they the say, pizza amazing? The pizza, yeah. I was never really a pizza eater until I went there and I just, every little tiny, you know, everywhere they have wood burning ovens like, you know, almost on the street and it's just like, why is it so good? I don't know. Right. It's just so good. It, have you experienced a piece pizza anywhere like that? Oh, in sure. The area? Yeah, and I don't get out as much as I should. And you know, we love to go to Rosso's and everything. You know, I mean, there's a lot. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, um, there's great pizza here. I just don't seem to get to it quite as much. Right. But I really, I mean, the quality of the ingredients they had brought to their door. They only did one cooking thing which was they had an electric burner and they put eggplant oh. and they cooked it. But everything else was brought to their front door every day. Uh, the mozzarella, the buffalo milk ricotta, mm. which is like the best thing I've ever eaten in my life. Wow. And the buffalo salumi, they would cut a little matchstick and, you know, so you'd prep basil and stuff, but there was no cooking. And I thought, this is for me. <laughs> like, holy shit. But we're not probably going to get, you know, it's right. really hard to get that same quality of ingredients. Right. And they've just been doing day. it for four generations or five generations, and they know. They just know. And, you know, wow. there's a way they put, they say, you put the sauce like a clock. And you do it like that. And it's so that the ridges of, you know, there's ridges and the olive oil can fall in the in between, oh. and um, there is. And then they are so particular. So, did you like <clears throat> for that month? Did you like start picking basil, and then you got to move oh, up no, to rolling started, dough? We started right away with the dough. That was the dough was the whole thing the whole right. time, and we only really made pizzas really like the last week or something. Uh -huh. But it was all about the dough, and our dough master was named. Uh, Davide Bruno, and he <laughs> used to be uh, in the like Mari Italian Marines, mm. and he felt like it. Yeah, and it felt like it. And um, were you guys getting paid? Are you kidding? No way! Oh my God! Got they would not let us near day. any. You know, Money. I mean, it was. Yeah. They did, to their credit, have one woman that they allowed to work on the line, which I don't think women work doing pizza that much right. in Naples and um, they said you people you come here you think you can learn how to make pizza in a month and I thought well you took our money <laughs> oh, yeah. oh so you paid them oh we paid them are oh you my kidding? god oh yeah and they are and uh but they had one they said maybe the Japanese maybe they could learn <laughs> are we slow us. and dumb? Yes. <laughs> and, they, and they did have one Japanese woman that worked on the line stretching dough, and it was like poetry watching her. And that was the perfection that they required. And there, there's no messing around. Wow. Like, it, it, it's harder than you think. You think it's, it's not right. easy. The more yeah. you get into it, the more you realize how hard it is. Yeah. It's fascinating. Um, we are doing Bottle Rock. 
uh, coming up uh, over in Napa, yes. and we're doing the pizza oven. Oh no! And so um, John was trying to figure out how many doughs yeah. we're going to need. <laughs> I think we're at like thirty-five hundred. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you? Well, do we one do good pizza thing is, a lot? Well, well we have our pizza ovens. Cooks in. So right, fast. it's so fast. Yeah. So yeah, we it could have been like bring the fig rig, and we we're like no, um, and so we're bringing the pizza oven. I don't know if we're bringing both of them. I think just the big pizza oven, and um, that's how many we'll offer three pizzas, and that's it. Yeah, I was and, gonna say um, you're not letting people like pick no, toppings. No, no, yeah. okay. <laughs> no. Like, yeah, no. You order one of the pizzas, and not sure how many. Um, you know, I mean, 3,100, I mean, 3,200, 3,500. Yeah. I mean, we're like, I think also I working back. hot. I hope it's not hot too, yeah. but. Um, oh, it's going to be. Yeah, it's <laughs> May. <laughs> yeah, it's May, yeah. Memorial Day oh, weekend. Okay. It, it might be okay. Yeah. It was hot the first year we did, we did it. We did Bottle Rock the second year. We did grilled cheeses and then That's we didn't right. do it again. And mm. then. The people that manage Bottle well, Rock are also paid? doing BR Cone. We did. We <laughs> okay. got our money. Yeah. We got Wasn't our money. Wasn't that an issue Not for like a while? Yeah. Yeah. That's why we didn't go back. Okay. But um, different group is managing it, and they also we we work with them for the BR Cone Festival, um, and so and it went really really well. So yeah, we're kind of exci- I'm excited. I have a friend whose daughter's performing, so it'll be fun. And Neil Young is playing that oh day. Right. So oh my God. Just want to do that. Harvest Moon. You know. I don't think I'm going to be very helpful in the booth, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they know that. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. A, I mean, that sounds like a hard thing yeah, to do it's in be a way. Hard, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but John will lose popular. like 10 pounds, you know, <laughs> oh. seriously. Oh, sitting in front of that oven. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like he's gonna, you know, people feeding him water and you know. I think the baker's job is the hardest. Yeah. In, by far. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no, it's yeah. yeah. I mean the patience and the timing and yeah. Um, you know, getting it just right, and you know, if you get it wrong, you're throwing out a huge amount of dough. Um, yeah. You guys right. do good with the pizza. I, I, I've been to Naples. Marie and I, my wife and mm-hmm. I went there for, for our honeymoon. We went to Naples and Rome and, and the Amalfi Coast. And def, I mean, Naples because my father was stationed there during the Vietnam War. And okay. my sister was born in Naples. Mm. Um, so we, we knew we wanted yeah. to go there. We just, the only problem we had was we made the mistake of renting a car and driving in Naples. Oh, oh so did I. <laughs> On the ferry? <laughs> Or over no, that bridge. No, I'm talking downtown, like well, driving where there's we... there's like, That's... I mean, there's stop signs and stoplights, but I think they're more no. suggestions than yeah. than laws. Optional. Isn't there yeah. the ferry yeah. too? You put your car in the ferry and you go over, um, or you just take the bridge. Well, we to took a ferry and, to yeah. to the Amalfi Coast. But I can't remember because yeah, my mom car. and I had a car and mm-hmm. we slept on a ferry going there. It was like the worst night ever. From we where? were so sick. From, I thought we were at the bottom of Italy, and I thought we crossed <laughs> over. I <laughs> thought we were at the tip the of the boot. Yeah. yeah. But um, it was just the worst. We were on bunk beds, and oh, God, it was so rough. But anyway, um, 
A lot of people don't like Naples, yeah. but I love it. I yeah. saw one of the, the best interaction I had was one morning waking up and I was out on my balcony having an espresso or something and the, the market was down below us and there was two guys, one of them had a wood cart with watermelons in it and these two guys were yelling at each other, yelling, 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 and you know, waving their hands. And, yeah. and so I thought like someone was going to call the police. Like it looked like it was going to get to that point where someone was going to mm -hmm. get injured. And so then the, you called the and police? No. no. <laughs> so I'm watching the whole thing go down. And, and the one guy takes a, a watermelon out of the other guy's cart and throws it on the ground and smashes it. And the, so they continue oh, to fight. this was like territorial watermelon no, selling. No, then five minutes go by, and then all of a sudden they shake hands. They were bartering over price. Oh, my and God. It, and it took about ten minutes and just, wow. I mean, it looked like they were going to fight. Wow. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that at the market. Italian markets. blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's awesome. So, um, so plans for a pizzeria, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. We have any kind of ETDs? Uh, well, we're getting going through the design review, and it's fun? always about parking, parking, parking. Oh. There's, they love the restaurant concept Ideas. and everything, but um, we're trying to find a way to, you know, we've actually added more parking than the previous restaurant that was there, so we have ten more spaces, and so we just, you know, they're at telling us to remove the pathways from the square footage, yeah. at which. They're, they're helping us. The right. county's been great, right. and they want it to happen. Everybody wants it to happen. Um, it's just, you know. People, it's brutal. Yeah. But, I mean, look at, like we're talking about Italy and parking and, you know, why everybody has scooters and little right. bitty cars. Smart and cars. Right. A lot of smart yeah. cars and yeah. scooters. Yeah, mopeds. Yeah, we're slow yeah. picking up on that. Yeah. We still have, you know, Well, Adrian Martinez, the architect, suggested at the county that the bike lanes on both sides have taken up all the street parking uh, and he says i never see anybody riding their bike true and, and he said why can't there be one two lane bike lane and the head of the planning said that's a great idea <laughs> and i thought what a nice guy you know i mean i thought maybe right. it is a good idea because i know they're going to build parking right. or somewhere so around it has it. to happen yeah they're going to have to happen but maybe they could do something like that, you know? I don't know. Yeah. How much has that neighborhood changed since you've been there? Not a ton in a way, because I think it's going to change when we do our thing and Sandra does mm -hmm. her thing over yeah. there. And, um, but I, I guess the new, um, great big new construction with the apartments and the yoga and all that mm -hmm. that that was a huge change yeah, and, the huge. and the sidewalks yeah. and, and the right. sidewalks. So that no, that's true that's yeah. very really true yeah so much prettier but once we get you know um some interest going i think down there more than el molino right um then i think it is going to change in the next within the next five years a lot more even yeah yeah i had a um had a conversation the other day about like how you know how it's going to feel when the changes come you know um we don't know what's going on with noodle spring i mean the last i heard is the containers are in the factory they've been to environmental health i mean the thing there is the whole thing gets built off-site and approved off-site and then it comes and gets connected 
And so on the property, they haven't even started the demolition and God knows how long that's going to take. And the rain certainly haven't helped. But they think potentially July. We're not for... to be open. Wow. I don't, that's fantastic. I don't necessarily yeah. <laughs> believe that and I can say that on air very comfortably yeah um if it, if it does it does you know we'll make it work I mean as soon as we have to get into that mode mm -hmm. but um you know we need a lease and we need an ABC license and you mm -hmm. know the whole thing and everything goes in steps it just isn't that quick but I was thinking between Gareth's um, Westburgers, mm -hmm. and he's he's still having Soon. some. Soon, he's yeah. yeah I saw so him last week or the week before, and yeah, they were they had solved uh, some issues and just had a couple more things to knock out. And but then they're, the they're ADA close. ADA stuff, so that's yeah. going to yeah. happen. I mean, it's kind of a nice little grouping. It, it is. It's a nice variety. Oh, but pizza, have you? Why noodles. don't you tell uh, Karen? Maybe she knows. Maybe she doesn't. Um, well, first, f first, let me say that it would be a pleasure to have you in the neighborhood and a burger place in the neighborhood. A lot of people that are staying at the Fairmont, you know, once they've, if they're staying for a week and they've eaten at Sante um, mm -hmm. one night and they the want to, the and sometimes they do, but then they have to take the shuttle because they're going down to the plaza or drive, right. which is right. fine. But some people just want to walk off property and mm -hmm. get something to eat and walk right. back to the, because they want to have a bottle of wine right. or a few beers or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to have these places. But I think people don't know, a lot of people maybe don't know what you're talking about with Noodle Spring. This is a... Oh, um, Noodle Spring is a, and uh, I mean, we could have a whole show on like how it came and, and what it is and why, why a nice Jewish girl from Philadelphia has ramen shop. <laughs> which yeah. is pretty funny as it is. But um, it is meant to be a noodle house, um, mostly ramen with um, some other items that we've been playing with, some big healthy salads, um, you know, but with that, you know, that kind of ethnic, um, but it's not specifically necessarily ramen. It could be, we don't know. It's gonna be what it is. But anyway, it's a container park that has a container, so you walk up to the window, you take it, and you can sit in like a park-like area, or you can go upstairs, there's a covered area. Um, and then there'll be another, there's another small container that'll be a retail component, we're not totally sure. We have a good few ideas of what it's gonna be. And then there are three residential containers, two studios and a one bedroom. And there is parking on that property for 14 parking spots, which is Super. phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'll see how it goes mm -hmm. once, you know, and everything has to go in off of Highway 12 and you go out off of, what's that street? The alley. That, alley. Uh, the, yeah. that little street. It's not the Vallejo, is it? It's, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But either. that whole from mm -hmm. street to street is getting torn down. Mm -hmm. to you know it's just inhabitable and it's not you know so it's I think it's an interesting thing but it's also a master plan for him that ultimately at some point he wants to own the block he wants to buy the parking lot from Sonoma Mission Inn Matson mm -hmm. wants mm -hmm. to buy uh, Voltaire when he's ready to retire mm -hmm. and then to do a whole live retail underground parking um, you know, wow. Yeah. Like it would be a major, you know, he definitely has a vision. I don't know if that's a, 
seven, you know, we went in saying, oh, well, this is like, that's why the containers, because you mm -hmm. don't want to build and then rebuild. Right. So this is like you do the containers and you can move them somewhere else. Um, and that appealed to us as we're getting older and we're like, okay, how, how long do we yeah, really want to do this? Yeah. Might be fun, but, um, you know, it's not a forever. Yeah. Um, but we started this conversation to over two years ago. And so it's, you know, I don't, I feel like That's we're nothing. closer. No, I know how long you've been dealing yeah, yeah. with it. And, um, but he also purchased the boys food market. Um, right. And working on moving people that are living there and, you know, has a big ideas in mind for that space as well. So I don't think it's in two years where the big changes are going to happen. I, see, I think yeah. it's probably more in eight or nine years. Oh, wow. Don't That's you too think? long. Yeah, I hope it's I not. Um, you know, well, we, I mean, it sounds a, a little of construction right there. like a downer thing to say, but yeah. I sure hope there's not more fires every right. year. And right. those are and things that don't make you want to invest more, right. um, you know, right. in, in an area. Yeah. It's, yeah. We're kind of like, wow, is, yeah, this, in limbo. is this the no new norm? We right. we don't know. Um, but everybody's been so great about f with me and my project and Susan Gorin and the community. They all they asked, you know, they're it's like everybody they're wants invested. it. Yes, um, they came to us. I mean, we literally weren't out looking to do a project. I mean, literally, the county came to us and said, we would love to see more businesses mm -hmm. come into the area that are diverse and yeah. different and we feel like if you come in then maybe other businesses will feel comfortable to make a decision and hopefully there'll be that little park area in front right which is something you probably know about too yeah in the i really hope that happens because the part the plaza yeah like next to where in between right. the church mouse and mm -hmm. the guest yeah mm -hmm. i mean i hope that happens as well benches and trees they've got to move and so that was the original spot we were looking at was the church mouse and mm -hmm. even to do a window that was outside that would go to that park that people could just order from the window out oh, and have stuff such a with a good idea fun it just it, it yeah. didn't work and there's been so many people trying to do something over there with no real luck so yeah the, building what happens a with lot. the church mouse is going to be interesting it is going to yeah. be interesting or big three or a big three i mean this is yeah. part of the fairmont i don't have any inside information on what's yeah. going on with that restaurant we're using it for storage currently but that's a big Chunk. It's a huge space yeah. and and you have half the town wanting it to stay big three and not to change just even the look of it like not mm -hmm. to be torn down not there's to a lot of memories make that we're, i'm finding people yeah. come in and yeah. th there's this real then loss the of, of the big yeah. three and um, um yeah. you know i'm sure there's i mean that would be a great spot for an underground you know parking that, I facility what, i yeah. had heard that was yeah. a plan at one time and I don't know if this is what you were referring to earlier, but as of two days ago, this is what if you drive by the big three, you will see the Airstream food truck from the I Fairmont. I did see it. Yeah. yeah, that's a cool looking. It took a while trailer. to get that thing done, and I think um, I think they're going to start. They'll go live in a few days. Um, oh, cool. So six to midnight. I think it's six to midnight, right? 
And do you know yet what kind of food is on no going to be? No idea. <laughs> no idea. No. Like, is it going to be a burger? Is it going to be upscale? I don't know. Maybe it'll be like, yeah. I'm hoping knows? for duck wings. Duck wings, <laughs> yeah. That would be Why good. Yeah. Little caviar and bellini. No, we're all curious because yeah. the employees want to know because we get off of work at, you know, 11, 12 and no sometimes. Meal and at that well, time. we've eaten at five o'clock. We take mm -hmm. our break and we eat from five to 5.30. Mm -hmm. So by the time we get off, we're hungry. And we're very curious to know if we'll get our employee discount at the food at truck the as well. <laughs> no, I'm they, are they calling <laughs> yeah. it something specific? Um, you know, I don't know. I haven't walked up to it. Maybe um, I work again on Wednesday. I'll actually walk up to check it, and, it, and, check it and check it out. And but, report. Um, yeah, and see if maybe there's a menu even posted up on, right. the, on the trailer. Yeah, Is I there mean, seating? how do you feel? No, th I mean, there's space around there, but there, oh. I just saw it when it just pulled in the other day, and there was, you know, it was just the Airstream, and they mm -hmm. were mm -hmm. um, taking pictures. And Do you feel like some of this, whether we come in, whether West opens, it's going to affect the neighborhood? I mean, gives people more options to eat out. Are you concerned, or are you excited, or a little no, of both? No, I'm excited because I think it's, it's just going to help the town evolve. And there's so many people on the plaza and so many, which, you yes, know, I mean, yes, yes. you know, it, it's, and that, you know, you, you're making me think that this used, that used, the Springs used to be the center of town. Right. And then they did Built something <laughs> to kind of deter people from being there. They wanted everybody to go to the plaza at somewhere they said that um, for a whole year deep throat played at the Sebastiani I don't know what? if that's true or not but a oh long time ago someone <laughs> called it semi-porn and I thought I don't know if that's semi um, <laughs> but yeah so there was like adult films playing oh a gazillion years ago and everybody was down in the springs so and then, then it kind of became a place where there were parolees and people paroled to the, Parole. that was one area the in the Springs. Huh. And, and now it's, you know, I'm kind of a fond of gourmet ghetto type places. Right. So um, gourmet barrios, I don't know, but that, that interests me. So, I mean, yeah. the more the merrier. I think so. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'll be fun. I think people will eat out more. Um, certainly the community um, meetings have been interesting, you know, what people really want mm -hmm. and the reality of what people are going to get, you know, don't quite come together exactly. You know, food is just getting more and more expensive. And I think that taco trucks actually do suffer a tiny bit when it's this weather and they all have tacos, you know, right. so it's sort of like there's three, there were four at one time with, within a close period of time and it's freezing out there right. and it's raining. And so I, we'll see in the summer how, how, how much goes. better it yeah. is for everybody. But I think the weather has really affected yeah. some. The times that we were out there, we had the fig rig on that location. I mean, I want to say like our best day was like maybe six hundred and fifty dollars you know it would be like closer to five hundred and you know we did it off season mm -hmm. where it because in season we're at big events and i mean that was the know, first week that was the yeah, first day at el molino and, so yeah <laughs> <laughs> you have to start somewhere yeah you gotta start somewhere right. yeah but 
it was like, you know, unfortunately for the truck, you know, our break even is close to seven, seven fifty to even take the truck out. So it's like, wow, it's not completely worth it to prep up all day and, you yeah. know, go and lose money. But we were really trying to fill out the area, but in the wrong time. You know, like off season, cold nights, yeah. nowhere to really be. We popped up when in ten. When you had time, it was freezing. To do it. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of exciting. Um, so, you. So, I mean, kind of going back because I think this was pivotal in your career. How did you find out about Diane Kennedy? I found out from Paula Wolford. Oh, mm -hmm. did she make an introduction? She told me about Marilyn Townsend, who gave tours down there, and it was a business that, you know, you'd go and you'd cook with a group of people in Diana's house. Wow. So that was the first couple times, and then we became friends, and uh, she stays with me if she comes up here, and uh, yeah, it just went from there. Yeah, and she's iconic. I mean, yeah. she, for people to know, I mean, she's got a handful of books. A lot of, yeah, quite a few books, seven or eight. Um, and she's, she ducked, she's mostly, I thought it was a good place to learn because she's very particular in just documenting recipes that come from maids or people that she knew and she would seek out a certain woman in a village that, everybody said made the best Something. you know whatever um but she's very particular also knows everything about the plants and the um you know the chilies she could be a botanist or something wow. and she worked in the forestry department yeah. she met her husband on a banana boat mm -hmm. and uh maybe i don't know caribbean or something mm -hmm. like that so then then she she was he was a new york times correspondent wow to for Mexico, in Mexico City, stationed in Mexico City, Paul Kennedy. And then he died after eight years of marriage and she just ended up staying there. So she's been in Zitaquero for 60 years or more, wow. I think. It was a place where everything grew. They drew a big circle on a map and in, in a geographical area where everything grew. So on her property she has coffee and every all kinds of things she can get everything from she's this like incredible mysterious wonderful interesting garden it's just wow. really really enchanting and she manages that herself yeah she probably and has she's a she's help. getting interested she has a family that helps her and someone stays with her every night and um, they live nearby and she's always had great people helping her mm -hmm. and a couple pit bulls at the uh -huh. gate and uh <laughs> so but she's she's interested in maybe she said it's becoming a little too much for her is it yeah, yeah. so yeah we'll she's, see. she's 95 yeah. or something yeah, yeah i was gonna to say it. she's got to be yeah. in her 80s but yeah she's mm -hmm. in her no 90s. she's like nine in her yeah mid 90s wow. yeah and i don't i don't really know why she feels that way but um i guess it's a lot just to keep up any property down there and right. um, the local people don't a lot of times they don't really know anything about her and there was an oh. article in the newspaper and it said diana who 
<laughs> and it was regarding something else. But Meaning who, like like W H O question? Who the hell is she? <laughs> um, they didn't know that much about her and weren't that interested in her. And um, I wondered how they felt. Was I think Prince Charles helicoptered in to her place because he's quite an environmentalist, and oh. she had this beautiful menu that she made for him. And That's so fabulous. I thought, I wonder what everybody thought in the yeah. neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's somewhat kept to herself and the people that work with her. And, I mean, she's not walking she, up and down the streets. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, oh she, I'm sure. And she just, oh, yeah. but they, with the cane. Oh. She and I would walk in Kenwood straight up the hill, and she'd make me go on ahead of her. She thought it wasn't <laughs> fair that I walked at her speed, and she'd shake her cane. And um, But she, oh, God, yeah. So then they should She's, know her. Yeah, well, they do, some, I'm sure. But mm -hmm. in that town, it, in my opinion, Mexico, you know, it's more dangerous than maybe it used right, to be when right, I was spending true. time down there out of high school and Michoacan is that way and we used to go to the market all the time and we we don't go anymore she said I don't want to go it's too there's too much so that's a big change that's in my a big mind change yeah but yeah um how often do you go down there um, or just in Mexico yeah in general I mean I I've been quite a few times recently more to Mexico City just there's so many great restaurants Fabulous. down there it's just like so cool um and i've been to visit her i spent the christmas there with her she and my son and my dad and my friend uh, jeff and she was not that happy that they were there oh. <laughs> yeah so we that was really a very memorable christmas <laughs> that food was incredible and mm. you'd only get that chance once in a lifetime mm -hmm. so if she's yeah uh, maybe next Christmas I should go visit her. I, yeah. I'm, I'm overdue for going down there and, and Spend I think time. she likes visit. But she gets around. She go yeah, travels and she speaks everywhere and she's a good friend of Gabriella too. Mm. And uh, so I hope there's a documentary about her. Oh, I do too. I do too. Well, we've covered a lot. Did yeah. you have any like inquiring? things you wanted to ask? No, I, I'm just getting hungry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thinking about food. Just, no, thinking about El Molino, I start uh. thinking about the chips and yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not going to eat those chips for a while. Now, I <clears> could <throat> have a couple. I could have one or two. What like, diet is it? it? It's just, it's called Noom. It's oh. like an app. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's... Um, you know, it's like kind of training yourself how to eat again, mm -hmm. you know, like not depriving yourself of anything. I mean, it's like and Anne Charlotte, who was on the show about a month ago or so on, on Brian's show, we took her to Grand Electra mm -hmm. um, over in Napa, and it was too cold to sit outside. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, we would have been at El Molino. But um, I mean, truly that day, it was it was freezing. But we went, and she was on it, and she had lost about 15 kilograms. So is that double in pounds or half in pounds? I, don't, I can't tell if she like, like lost seven and a half or she lost yeah. 30. I was yeah. like, okay, great. That's awesome. But um, she only had like three or four chips. And their chips are good, but not as good as yours. I mean, 
That sounds hard to me. It is I mean, hard. I, I just pretty much, like, I'll cut out alcohol or something like yeah. that that, you know. Wait a minute. No. I mean, well. I haven't had a drink, crazy. though. I, have, <laughs> I know. Oh, I but had you, some you wine. I had some more. wine last right. week. And then the next day you might be hungrier right. and you lose yeah. a little bit of willpower, I yeah. think. I, I, I'm kind of an all or nothing person. It's like either I want to eat it all. Yeah. Or I'm going to be like really good. And it's been a while since I've had any like real discipline. So I'm kind of I'm in week three and I've lost maybe 12 pounds. Oh my wow. Gosh. Yeah. So I'm sticking to it. Um, it's very boring. I'm very I'm not tasting things. I know there are things we're working on in the kitchen, but I'm not I'm not ready. But again, I did it also because in a month from now, I'll be in France. And and Belgium, and I expect to be eating French fries and yeah. cheese yeah. and yeah. baguettes, and you know. So I'm hoping I'm not working this hard to gain it all back. But I feel like learning about um, re retraining the brain, like how to mm -hmm. make good decisions and not peer pressure, and or feeling comfortable being hungry. Being you know what I'm talking right. about? Yeah. Right. There's something right. about it's like having a little yeah. bit of willpower, which I think the older right. we yeah. get, the the worse our willpower, right. we're not able to suffer as much. Like yeah. I could really drop weight when I was younger, and right. I, I had a, I was stronger. Right. And I, I kind of don't do that anymore. I don't yeah. really overeat, but I don't have the you know yeah. willpower to deprive myself. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you really like dissect some of it and and look at like how many calories certain things are and the reality is that you know you eat enough calories that equal a pound it equals a pound you know and mm -hmm. you may not eat a pound of food and gain a pound but it's it's just interesting mm -hmm. you know and making decisions and knowing that I've I've eaten everything in the world that I could possibly want to eat doesn't yeah. mean I don't want to eat it again and again yeah. Uh, but it's not going to kill it's, you. It's not going to. Yeah. yeah it's it's not like, kill okay, you. Yeah. right now. Yeah. And I can have yeah. it again sometime. And but I right. get mad at myself because I say, you know what? I, you think about, you know, eating better and exercising and you think about it in January and then March is here and you think, if I would have just started right. in January, right. I would have been, I would have been where I wanted to be. Because the body is right. amazing. I yeah. mean, it's really fascinating that it just constantly regenerates and I find it, you know, miraculous how things happen. It's going very slow, but, um, yeah. And you know, it's not the food that, you know, like going to Mexico city and like wanting to go to these incredible restaurants that like people have worked so hard to get and great reviews. And like that would, I'm not going to deprive myself of no. that, but do I need to eat? Fritos? Do I need to eat, right. you know, well, a pint of ice cream? Some you know, cities are better day? for walking. Right. And, you know, when you're traveling, I never come back gaining right. any no, weight. Because no, I don't usually. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, unless you're on a yeah. cruise. Yeah, right. that's why I don't want to no. go on a cruise. <laughs> no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 okay. whoa. Right. Whoa. Yeah. Both of you. Sandra's a cruiser. <laughs> I'm a <Yeah>. cruiser. <laughs> I am a cruiser. The thing is, okay, you're not, you, first off, my 
my room is pro usually furthest from everything. <laughs> I don't know why that is, that but it's furthest from the elevators. For And there is something when you go on a cruise, you don't take the elevator. You take the stairs up and down as much as you can. Mm -hmm. But when you are off in a city, you don't have a rental car. You don't have, you know, they go to cities where, you know, the mm -hmm. center of town is about a 15-minute walk. There's not a lot of taxis waiting outside for all the people to come off the ship and go. There's walking. I mean, there's a lot of walking. Hmm. Yeah. So, like, the thing I like the best is, like, you can walk all day and get dirty. And, the, and, and you go back to the ship and you take a shower and your nice hot shower. And you have these, you know, the butler comes with your champagne, you know. Did you, Mrs. Bernstein, can I get you some hors d'oeuvres this afternoon? Yes, sir, please. Did you, okay. I got your laundry. And so that part of it is lovely. And then... The next day you go back out, especially like Vietnam, like the, oh the trips that were really hot and sweaty, like where I could have showered three times a day. But um, I do think there's a balance of seeing a culture and then coming back to like the safe haven, even though, you mm -hmm. know, days that the sea is so bad and, you know, it's like the worst bumping and. I don't and then know. Going it's from place cool. to place, place is to much place. easier. You it don't is. have to do your luggage up and Ex down under that's the That's exactly under, under the, the way I feel. Thing <laughs> and, yeah. 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 And even this trip um, coming up for us, we are we get out of Paris, run a car in Paris mm -hmm. from the airport and drive to Brussels. Mm -hmm. Because and then drive to Champagne and then drive down to the Rhone because the same reason. It's like, okay, we've got a car. We can leave some luggage in the car and not take the train and get off and on. It's, it's, I love train travel, mm -hmm. but schlepping, you know, no. suitcases for three weeks is not fun. Yeah. And, oh, that's the other thing. Like, on cruise, that's the only thing I, would be, I don't like is, like, if you're shopping in a market in a town wherever you are and then having to, like, lug the stuff yeah. back to the ship that's that's exactly. the only thing we yeah. brought brass yeah. um solid oh. brass candles like mortar and pestles oh, wow. from oh, morocco wow. oh. that weighs <laughs> like 25 pounds each or something and and then in in oaxaca we came back with one of the playuda presses uh -huh. it's like a it was inspected so many times and only the women knew what it was oh, but they goodness. were like what the hell is this thing? <laughs> I think the girls lost it, you know, uh -huh. intentionally, because every time I'd bring that out, they'd be, oh, crap, you know, we've <laughs> yeah. got to make us again, you know, but, um, yeah, everything you want to bring back yeah, is heavy. It's just heavy. Pottery it's heavy. or, exactly. you know, tiles yeah. or something yeah, like that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly, tiles. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I like, yeah. Yeah, but Maria's trying to get me. She was just talking about it the other night about us going on a cruise because I've always said there's no way you'll get you me on a boat. You have to come on one of mine. Uh, that would I get be to see so you all much the time. fun. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't see me that much. It would be fun though. Well, maybe we can get Ed to um, let us do a podcast on a ship. Ooh, Ooh, that's an idea. Maybe we could get um, some support. Well, we're thinking of one of the more the the kid friendly, you know, the ones. Oh, with the, yeah, Disney. Because or, we would bring yeah. Abby in. Well, that, so yeah, no, yeah. I don't want to go on that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> what about a crossing? A crossing. A crossing. I know, did a crossing. The Queen Mary. The last, yeah. well, not on the Queen Mary, but the last one, I w it was uh, Tokyo to Anchorage. Oh, my goodness. That was a crossing. We gained a day, which I didn't oh, even wow. know there was an extra day to gain, but we did. <laughs> we had two Friday the 13th. Yeah, oh, it was fabulous. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty That's cool. so funny. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that because yeah. you could take your dogs I think but oh no dogs on a, on these ships they said you can there's limited I think on the Queen Mary maybe oh maybe on the Queen Mary yeah None of my, I've never seen a I'm dog a, on I'm any. afraid to take my dogs on yeah a plane me too across especially yeah. lately yeah 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 you're not going on a plane <laughs> that's Remy she would speak if she could but she can't <laughs> <laughs> this was so fun thank you thank I know you, you carved out time for me and I uh, so appreciate it but I know our listeners are going to be excited very and nice if they haven't gone to El Molino I promise you you will love it you will be pleasantly surprised if you've really never had what I consider to be really authentic, um, real flavors. Um, and I just, you should run, don't walk. Yeah, no, it should be one of those stops. You know, when people come to Sonoma, they want to go to the girl in the fig and El Molino should be on the, on the list, on the list. of things, especially yep. if you're um, doing wine tasting because you are right off of uh, Highway 12 there in between Sonoma and Glen Ellen. There's a nice uh, bunch of nice little uh, wineries you can stop at, and there's nothing better after a couple glasses of wine than yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> having Chips some Mexican and food. Some oh man, right? Mm -hmm. And what are your hours? Nine to nine. Okay, so are you doing something different in the morning? Chilaquiles. We do till eleven. That's all okay. we have. Okay. I mean, you could and squeeze on a tamale too. out of them or something, but um, they stop okay. the breakfast at eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's all, chilaquiles. Yep. Yeah, I remember taking my mom one morning, and she's not, hi, mom. <laughs> she's not, um, she loves guacamole. She loves your guacamole. But, um, yeah, she, we didn't have enough options that day. Yeah. But we used to do more. We, we could. We could do, we've done in frijoladas, which are delicious. Nobody ordered them. We should yeah. try stuff like that again, just yeah, because it's good. You and got it down. Once they get going, like, nobody bought a killpock for a long time but now they know what it is and they want it and so some things are worth doing just to energize and like just to educate. sort of yeah show people and then they they like it usually if yeah. they try it i mean yep. you can just give things away right um so right give taste yeah we do that mm -hmm. at ramen night yeah yeah so. um so and then do you have a website yeah it has a menu on it, which what I actually need to update because we just changed the menu yesterday. El Molino Central. Okay, mm -hmm. El Molino Central. We'll put that in the show notes. For and what people. did you do to the menu? I'm curious. We changed the menu a couple, two, three times every season. So a lot of it stays the same, but the chili relleno, for example, like, you know, we're done with the pomegranates and the, the winter relleno, and now we have one with. Um, queso fresco and English peas and mm. stuff like that so yeah. and then we go to the corn one and then we have the one in the fall um, and we change maybe 30 40 percent of the menu um, a couple times per season okay at least yeah yeah spring is coming I don't know exactly what the air date will be uh, 
of the show here, but I am so ready. Do you know this weekend it's supposed to get into the 70s 70, here? I know. Uh-huh. Would you ever like to do a, um, like a chef dinner at Sweet D? Oh. Would that be really Sweet fun? D. That's our pop-up space that oh. we do winemaker dinners and like, could we have Karen Waikiki? What, is it, what kind of cooking facilities do they have? It's Everything? a full-on kitchen. Yeah. Full-on. Yeah. yeah. And you, okay. you know, you would have staff that would help and... And I know yeah. some guys who, uh, and some girls, some ladies, sorry, yeah. that make some wines that would go, go really nicely. well with the uh, That could be really fun. A lot well, of when you get back, let's okay. talk about it. All right. I think, I mean, I think we could sell that like nothing, mm-hmm. honestly. No, it sounds fun. Yeah, it would be really We're fun. We're on a roll. Yeah, we are on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was International Women's Day not that long ago. Yes. And high five, you and I. <laughs> And um, did you see how well we yeah. did that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sandra, don't put your hand out all the way now. Go back I don't know how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite got We're it. Gonna I have three brothers. We're going to work on that. The crap out of me. Um, yeah, but we were international women of Sonoma. Yeah. Woo-ha. All right, Brian. Yeah. You want to yeah. wrap it up? Sure. So if you, um, you know, I, I highly encourage you to visit El Molino if you have not been. I People that live here locally, I'm sure, have all been. But if you are coming to town, um, make it a stop. Um, stop for lunch. Come see the uh, uh, Edward Rowe, the general manager of the Fairmont, will love this. Go to El Molino one day and then come see the uh, the Airstream food truck at the Fairmont. <laughs> or yeah. go see Brian at have a nine-course meal. No, we're not doing that anymore. We're oh. doing four-course dinners now you can do a la carte or four course okay. with uh, beautiful wine pairings awesome um yeah come see me um okay. and if you uh want to listen to more of our shows you can go to radiomisfits.com and find us there or you can go to the bike goes on dot uh, com uh, go to our website and you can see there's our shows are listed there and there's a little bit more information as well some cool content for you to take a look at you can follow us on instagram at bike talk there's a cool little video that I saw this morning of uh, Sandra eating some unique Asian food. Oh, she doesn't know. Now she's going to be. <laughs> and uh, we will look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.